This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 205 of Brewers on Tap. As the Brewers sitting at 46 and 33 on the year, that's a season high 13 games over 500. And the crew leads the Cubs for first place in the division by four games currently going into tonight's matchup between old friend Zach Davies and, of course, the ace of this staff, Brandon Woodruff. Brewers have won a season-high six games in a row, and they have the best record in baseball since May 22nd at 25-10. and 10. Things are good right now for the crew. What are some of the things that have gone well? Well, Keston Hira is one of the big stories right now that everybody's focused on, as they should be. We know about the struggles. We know about the demotions. We know that he was only brought back up because Daniel Vogelback had the injury. But when he's been back up this last time, it has gone well so far. Keston here has hit safely in his last four games. He's hitting 400 over that stretch, six for 15, three home runs, and nine RBIs. And he tied his career high with four RBIs in last night's game, the 14-4 victory over the Cubs. Now, hey, it's a small sample size, but there's a lot to like in what you've seen in that small sample size for Keston Hero. More contact. Tons of hard contact, even the outs he's making are hard outs, and a little bit less from a strikeout standpoint. That signals progress, and it's more production than he's had at any point over any small stretch over the course of this season. Since joining the team on May 22nd, by the way, Willie Adamas leads the Brewers in hits with 36, doubles with 11, batting average at 286. He's slugging at a 516 clip. He has an OPS of 873, and he's tied with Aviseo Garcia for the team lead in RBIs at 24. Brewers are 25 and 10 since Adamas joined the team. It is not just a coincidence. Luis Urias, by the way, he's also played much better since Adamas joined the team, and he's right now in the midst of an 11 game hitting streak. He's hitting 326 in that stretch with a home run and nine driven in. His streak is the longest on the team in 2021 and the longest hitting streak of his career. Here's what we have for you on Brewers on Tap. Of course, the Brewers getting set for the final two games of this series with the Cubs. How great was game one? 4-4 game going into the bottom of the eighth inning. Devin Williams, of course, got out of the top of the eighth inning, even though he threw 34 pitches, and the Brewers got after that Cubs bullpen in the bottom of the eighth. Ryan Tapera couldn't get it done. It ended up with Eric Sogard having to get the last out on the mound for the Cubs. Brewers scored 10 runs in the inning. It's just the sixth time in franchise history that the Brewers have done exactly that. So, that's pretty exciting stuff. We're going to talk to Corbin Burns in just a few moments about the amazing start to his season through the first half of the year. And we're also going to talk to another name 
that people are starting to pay close attention to, and that's Brewers reliever Jake Cousins. Jake Cousins it was almost out of baseball two years ago and ends up pitching an independent ball, gets signed by the Brewers, pitches for the Chicago Dogs last year during the pandemic, and now he's getting big-time outs at the big league level for the Brewers. He's doing it with a nasty sinker at 96-97 and a really good slider. His stuff is big-time. He might be this year's Justin Topa. We'll see. But so far, so good from a results standpoint for Jake Cousins. So we'll talk to both of them coming up a little bit here on Brewers on Tap. Also, we're going to go down on the farm, check out the Brewers minor leagues. There's a lot to talk about because some of the Brewers prospects are putting up some big numbers right now, and we're going to keep you informed on what's going on on that front. All right, let's jump into it. Corbin Burns joining me right now on Brewers on Tap. Let's break it down. What was it like facing the Rockies again in such a different environment from a run scoring standpoint i mean your your pitches were doing a lot more yesterday i have to imagine than what they were able to do at coors field was it was it kind of strange seeing the same lineup with kind of different stuff yeah you know that, that was kind of the first time i think this year that i'd seen it seen a team back to back um usually it happens once or twice with with some teams in division so it's it's strange to for it to happen out of division but um yeah, and we, we had a completely different pitch mix yesterday um, against a very similar lineup. Um, you know, in Colorado, we didn't really have anything working. It was kind of sinker curveball. That was about it. And yesterday, we were able to uh, kind of throw everything at them. So it was, a, it was a much different look from from our part. And then, um, you know, we got some good results out of it. Absolutely. The the cutter's always such a big pitch for you. And, and that's that seems like that's a tough pitch to, to execute at altitude. I, I think everything is to a degree. But what you really hadn't pitched a lot at Coors Field in your career. What what was that experience like, and how did you have to adjust as the start went along? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that you feel you know playing catch the day before everything felt good, everything felt pretty normal. Um, and then once you got into the start, you, you know, adrenaline gets gets you know amplified a little bit, and you start to uh, you start to realize that any mechanical you know miscue or tempo just a little bit off, it, it you know exaggerates things and. Um, you know, we got to the point, I think after the first two innings in, in Colorado, it's kind of like, hey, we got some stuff that ain't working today. So we're going to gonna have to get a little bit creative and try to find a way to get through five or six innings here. And so, um, you know, you know, compare that to with what we had yesterday and kind of had everything back working again. Cutter was good. Changeup was, was a pitch that was a non-factor in Colorado and it's something that we used quite a bit yesterday. You know, I know you and I have talked about this in the past, but that's kind of the point of having that that large portfolio of options that you can go to, right? Is that you can make those adjustments if you need to, in the middle of a start, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Right. Yeah. You know, just having, you know, multiple breaking balls, um, you having the curveball, the slider, the cutter, the sinker, you know, diff- different looks on fastballs and different looks on breaking pitches. And, um, you know, the change was kind of a big factor for me for left-handers. So that was something that we didn't really have in Colorado, and, um, you know, kind of show, kind of showed in that, in that outing. So it was good to have that yesterday and, and to be able to kind of mix everything up and just, just gave me, you know, different ways to get outs. Yesterday was reopening day. It was the biggest crowd that the Brewers have had at home this year. How much did you feel that when you were on the mound? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. It's to, to go from, from 2020 to, you know, having no, no fans yeah. to, Slowly creeping back up to you know to full capacity it was awesome yesterday to 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 get thirty plus thousand in there and you know hopefully over over the course of the season as we get closer and closer to the postseason we can get you know forty plus back in there. Corbin Burns is with us. Corbin, I know you get asked about this a lot, but with Woody doing what he's been doing, Freddie doing what he's been doing, and really Adrian Hauser kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but he's put together a very solid campaign to this point this year also. 
how much do you guys lean on each other and support each other and kind of challenge each other with even some friendly competition to go out there and, and try to get as deep into the games as you can and, and perform the way you guys have. I mean, the statistic last week was what nine starts of six innings, one hit and no runs. It's a modern day record and we're not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, it seems like you guys all push each other pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's a good friendly competition. It's, you know, Woody goes out there and starts something off and then, over the course of the next five days, let's see if we can, you know, one up and one up each other. So it's one of those things that it's, it's been a good, you know, good competition all year. And you know, we're able to, to bounce ideas off each other and um, whether it's how you're attacking the lineup, mechanically pitches, whatever it may be, um, you know, it just gives us some different avenues to, to go to different guys and talk things through. And, um, you know, Hookie and Carsey have also, you know, been great to, you know, getting some ideas out of us to, to pass along to other guys, you know, in the bullpen and some of the young guys that are being called up just to, just to kind of help everyone out here. And so, it's been, been a good relationship, not only with, you know, with the five guys in the, in the rotation, but also the, you know, the nine to 10 guys we've had out there in the bullpen through the course of the season. There's been so much made about Willie Adamas's presence from a, just even from a personality standpoint and from a, the positive energy that he brings every single day. How much do you guys feel it from a pitching standpoint? I know it, it's talked about all the time with the position players and he's come up clutch late in games. Do you guys feel it as pitchers too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the energy that he he brought to the the clubhouse, you know, from day one stepping into in the Cincinnati, it was like, hey, it's go time. It's 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 time to go. So, he came from at the time a first place Tampa Bay Rays team, and we were I think maybe in third or fourth at that time. We were we were scuffing a little bit, and he came in full of energy. Um, you know, lifted lifted that morale of the clubhouse, and uh, kind of brought everyone together. And ever since that day, I think we've played played our best baseball, and it's something that. Having him in the lineup every day, having him at shortstop um, just allows everything to, 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 to kind of run smoothly and, and uh, us play at the best of our ability. Well, Corbin, we appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. And uh, as we get closer and closer to that all-star break, I have a feeling there's going to be some good things in store for you here in the next couple of weeks as well. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Big thanks to Corbin Burns for joining me here on Brewers on Tap. He's putting together a big year, three and four with a two five three ERA. That's actually a higher ERA than he had last year in the shortened season. But he's thrown about fifteen more innings than he did uh, last year. He threw fifty nine and two thirds innings last year in that sixty game season. He's up to seventy four and two thirds innings so far this year. He has been outstanding. One hundred and fifteen strikeouts against just fourteen walks for Corbin Burns. Big time stuff from him. He is putting together a very large season for the Brewers and what a three-headed monster the crew has with Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns. Well, Jake Cousins has been impressive so far in his brief time up with the crew. His story is amazing. You're going to hear more of it from him in just a few moments. He is about to turn 27 years old in the middle of July. He was drafted by the Nationals. He's the cousin of Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, and um, he made his debut back on June 21st. He has been really impressive in his two outings so far. Four innings, no hits, one walk, nine strikeouts. So nine of his 12 outs that he's recorded have been via the strikeout for Jake Cousins. Big-time stuff, good sinker, good slider, and this is one of those hidden gems that the Brewers have become so good at finding and using out of their bullpen. You waited a little bit for this debut, but it had to be worth it. What a what a cool way for you to make your first appearance as a big leaguer and, and to strike out five of the six outs that you recorded 
he had to feel really good about how it went. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all in all, just a total dream come true. Um, couldn't have put it any better if I dreamed it that way. And just looking back, just super excited. Glad my my wife and my mom were able to be there. They flew in super last minute and got a couple hours of sleep last night. So finally starting to starting to re uh, re add up on some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a whirlwind when something like this goes on for sure. Yeah. I want to ask you just kind of about your path. Um, you were drafted by the Nats in 17. The Brewers end up signing you out of independent ball. And so it, a little non-typical path, but a lot of hard work put in. It, it had to feel really rewarding to get to this moment. What was your path to this point like? And were there moments where you thought about giving up? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, yeah, so Nationals released me in the spring training of 2019. I had a little bit of an arm injury, so I went back home. And honestly, right then was when I was talking to my wife, like, I hadn't been healthy for a while. I was like, I think it might just be time to hang up the cleats and get into the real world. Um, and she just kind of reminded me, like, hey, like, you've put a lot of work in this offseason. Like, let's not go out this way. Like, let's at least, like, let's play indie ball. We'll finish the season out strong. And then, like, after that, like, that way we can leave baseball in the hind. Um, so, yeah, I just went, started playing for a hometown team, the Schaumburg Boomers. And um, it's the first time I've been healthy in a while. And the velocity just came out of nowhere. Started throwing mid-90s. And I remember the first time I threw, I looked back at the scoreboard and I saw, like, 95. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I threw there for, like, a month. Um, absolutely loved it playing at home for the first time since high school. Um, and then, yeah, the Brewers picked me up during the all-star break of the Frontier League. And then went to Arizona for a little bit, a couple weeks, finished out that year in low A. And then the next year, spring training, and then everything was the COVID year. So I didn't go to the alternate training site. Um, so I was actually coaching for a travel baseball team in Atlanta when um, – my agent reached out and was like, hey, the Brewers want you to try and play some some baseball this year, like at an indie ball team. So we reached out to the Chicago Dogs, another hometown team, and I got to play for them for two months. And it's like, I mean, of all the situations, it couldn't have worked out better. Um, just got to play in front of family and friends again, awesome atmosphere and grateful to the, the Chicago Dogs for doing that. And then went to instructional league in the fall. Then I got the big league spring training invite which, I mean, that blew my socks off right away. And then uh, just getting the opportunity was awesome. And then, yep, started in double A and slowly just kind of crept my way up there and being where my feet are every day, throwing when I got the chance and it's paid off last night was awesome. I love that phrase. It's something that we hear a lot from guys in the Brewers organization, be where your feet are. And it's, it, I just think it really resonates, at least with me, it makes so much sense. But you, you, you said it, you started in double A, you're 26. You're going to turn 27 in July. What was in your mind in terms of here's what my goal is this year? Just pitch well and see what happens. Or did you think, hey, if, if this is going to happen, I'll, I'll move fast this year? Yeah, I mean, the Brewers kind of told me like, hey, like, because I'm 26, I'm older. I'm getting older for minor league baseball. So um, they told me like, hey, like, we're going to we're going to push you fast as long as you do well. And that's all I've that's all I've ever wanted is just to be able to get that chance. I think once I got the invite to big league spring training, I kind of like had the thought crept up like, I know I'm not going to start there, but if I can just pitch well, 
and just take it day by day, then hopefully I'll, at some point this year, I would get the opportunity. I didn't anticipate it coming this quickly, but I mean, I, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> no, 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 nor should you. Yeah. And nobody watching last night would argue with it. The sinker was really good. As you said, you, you noticed the velocity a couple of years ago uh, in Schaumburg when it started to jump for you mid nineties, the slider as well. You threw a couple sliders, uh, the back foot slider that I think was your last strikeout was just absolutely nasty. How, how much of those two pitches developed for you over the last couple of years? Yeah, definitely. I think that along with like just being healthy for a little bit, like just getting innings underneath my belt and getting used to these pitches and getting used to the bullpen because I was a starter all through college. So just kind of getting used to that and getting innings under my belt and feeling more comfortable with the pitches. Um, and then the offseason, just getting to train and work with a rap soto and see like how, how my pitches are moving and kind of trying to adjust my um, my hand motions off of that was huge for me. And the Brewer development staff is great. I mean, the, the analytics and stuff that they use and showing you like what pitches are doing well, what pitches are moving well, and they're getting swings and misses and um, just really telling you to throw your strengths, which is, I mean, that's how you're going to develop a player is tell them what they're good at and what makes them different and just encouraging them. Well, Jake, we appreciate it. Congratulations on a great debut. Yeah, thanks, Ling. Thanks for having me on. Checking in on the farm. As we go down on the farm, we begin with Triple A Nashville. The sounds at 30 and 16 entering Tuesday's action, and uh, they've had some exciting moments over the course of the last couple of weeks. Third time in four nights, and the fifth time this year, Nashville won in walk-off fashion on Sunday. D.H. Corey Ray played right fielder Mitch Longo on a fielder's choice to give Nashville a 5-4 win over Charlotte on Sunday. Jamie Westbrook has really played well for the Sounds. The second baseman went 2-3 for three on Sunday with an RBI. He's reached base safely in 17 straight games. He's hitting 397 over that span with 12 runs, 7 doubles, 3 home runs, and 18 driven in. The Sounds have gotten some key pitching performances from Aaron Ashby, who's now pitching out of the bullpen, but still doing a great job from a strikeout standpoint, really turning a lot of heads in that regard. Ethan Small is now up with the Sounds. He made his first start. Maybe didn't go as well as he would have liked, but I think overall, future very bright still, obviously, for Ethan Small. Double-A Biloxi, the Shuckers are just 15-32, and 32, but Bryce Terang is really putting together a nice season at Double-A. Second straight multi-effort on Sunday. He has 13 of those this year. He ranks among Double-A South batters in RBIs. He is second with 28. Hits, he's third with 49. Steals, he's fifth with eight. And fifth with runs scored with 29. He's hitting 283 on the year and has an on-base percentage of 352. Very promising stuff from the Brewers' 2018 first-round pick. Class A advanced Wisconsin. The T-Rats are sitting at 22 and 25. Corey Howell has been very good this year. Hit another home run on Sunday. David Hamilton continues to get on base and continues to steal a lot of bases when he does get on base. He has 31 stolen bases now on the year. Wisconsin as a team has swiped 101 bases. That's the third most in minor league baseball. And Justin Bullock has been really impressive on the mound. He threw another 
seven innings on Sunday. Gave up five hits and just two earned runs. He's had a very good season on the mound, as has Carlos Luna, who earned his first win of the year after working three and two-thirds innings, allowing a run on three hits with no walks and four strikeouts on Sunday. And he posted a .51 ERA with 23 strikeouts, um, two walks across five appearances so far in high A. In low A, Carolina, they're 28-18. Now on the year, Joe Gray Jr. hit his 12th home run of the season on Sunday, and Felix Valerio has been really good this year for the Mudcats. He is among the league leaders in low A East batters in runs. He's tied for first with 36 hits. He's tied for second with 53. RBIs, third with 30. Doubles, third with 14. He has been really good this year. He was the return, of course, in that deal with Keon Broxton going to the Mets a couple of years ago. Joe Gray Jr., as we told you, he is amongst the best in all of minor league baseball. He's number one in extra base hits with 33. He's number one with seven triples. He's second uh, with 49 RBIs and uh, third with total bases and 114. He's reached base safely in 29 of 31 games since May 21st, and he's batting 356 with 12 doubles, seven triples, nine home runs, and 41 RBIs over the course of that span. He is becoming a big-time prospect for the Brew Crew. That's going to do it for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. We thank you for listening. Of course, uh, finish up this homestand with the Cubs and the Brewers go on the road, Pittsburgh, New York, and then back home for Cincinnati. And then guess what? It's the All-Star break. Man, this season, where has it gone? Have a good one, everybody. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you again next week. Go Crew. I'm Link Grindle. Brewers.